Welcome to the podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on my YouTube channel, Bio Soul Integration. There, my goal is to help you integrate body and soul, to help you feel completely, express fully, and live authentically. I'm your host, Dr. Jay Eaker. Let's get into it. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about integral leadership. And um, recently, I uh, was doing a little research on a friend of mine, Anne-Marie Marin, and um, she's an integral leadership specialist, you might say, an integral leader expert and leadership expert. And I sort of discovered that uh, there's a lot of similarities between the work that I do at the BioSoul Integration Center, where I'm helping people integrate their soul's gifts and their soul's essence so they can share those gifts on the planet. And there's a lot of uh, similarities between what I do and the angle that I'm coming, just and integral leadership, it seems. Just another word for a similar thing. Uh, whether that's totally true or not, we'll find out here when we talk to Anne-Marie, but um, I'll get to her in a second. Uh, I'm Dr. Jay Eaker from the BioSoul Integration Center in Louisville, Colorado, and I help people embody their soul's gifts and their soul's essence through the hands-on work that I do there called BioSoul Integration. I also do online work with people. And so wherever you find this, uh, you might find it on YouTube, on social media. Please like, please subscribe to my YouTube channel especially, but uh, do the social thing wherever you find it, like it, share it, pass it along to someone who might be interested, etc. Uh, you can find it on podcast form. Uh, uh, look up the BioSoul Integration Podcast wherever you listen to your, and you'll you'll find the uh, the BioSoul Integration Podcast wherever you listen to your audio podcast. I've also written a book, which I was going to bring with me to show, but I forgot. Uh, it's called "If It Didn't Hurt: How to Resolve Your Pain and Discover Your Life Purpose," and you can it's kind of the ultimate guide to integrating your soul's essence and uh, sharing your gifts with the world. So you can find that at my website, biosoulintegration.com, and you can buy it there. Or you can, uh, if you're not ready to buy, you can, there's an opportunity there to get the first chapter for free. So check that out. Uh, all right. So let's get into it here. Anne-Marie Marin, she's a, a, I'll introduce, I'll bring her on in a sec. She is an embodied leadership consultant and coach for corporations and a power reclamation coach for individuals in Boulder, and I know just a deep diver into the world of healing. Um, and she's the founder of Power Reclamation Podcast as well. So I'm going to bring her on here. There she is. Hi, Henry. Hey, Jay. I love hearing your intro. I didn't <laughs> realize you wrote a book. I'm excited to check it out. Yeah, I wrote a book. Yeah. Um, Thanks for being on the show with mm -hmm. me here. So uh, first of all, how just right off the bat here, let's tell people how they can find you, how they can get a hold of you, where. Yeah, yeah. So there's a couple different. I have two different websites. There's revealingwisdom.com, which is my business work. Mm -hmm. And then there's my name, which is annemariemarone.com. Um, and that is, um, it goes by Marin or Marone. Um, and, and that is all about the power reclamation system. And okay. the both bodies of work are similar. It's just that I'm starting to integrate them into one website. So you can find me mm. there, Instagram. Okay. Um, and I also have a podcast, Power Reclamation Podcast, mm -hmm. and that's on Apple, Spotify. Right. You can find it, find it out there found. in the ethers. 
Yes. Anne Marie Marone. Sorry about that. That's I like no Marone. Problem. I like Marone a lot. I better. changed it. I grew up with Marin. Oh. It felt so. Oh. Yeah, it just felt it didn't feel right anymore. So I changed uh-huh. it. <laughs> Sounds more like. <laughs> so you had it right. Italian or, or something. Yeah, Anne Marie Marone. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for thanks for being here with me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, integral leadership. Like I said, I was kind of like looking you up online there it's like what does Anne marie do and looking into and i saw this integral leadership thing and i was like what is what is that and i got looking into it and there's just a lot of terms and a lot of uh values that seem to go along with integral leadership that were common to the to the work that i was doing uh, that i'm doing like i said mm-hmm. um talking about people integrating their soul's gifts and their soul's essence to, uh, you know, discover their gifts and share those gifts with the world. Intuition. Um, yeah, you know, I, I watched a couple of videos of someone else telling me on YouTube saying what integral leadership was. And, you know, it definitely was a lot of spiritual language and was talking about the kind of like an Eastern thing talking about the Tao and um uh this idea that anyone can be and anyone can be at any given moment like children can be leaders you know anyone can be a leader at any point it was sort of was more about sounded more about like being able to sort of connect with their authentic self in the moment um and sort of meet uh sort of like where they sort of like meet the world, like this idea that the world is sort of like, or life is sort of like calling us to something. And that's kind of a theme that shows up in my work where I always say like life is kind of, you know, the stuff that we encounter, life is not messing with us. Um, It's designed to get us to feel stuff that we need to become the person that we came here to become. So we sort of like, there's a way in which there's a purpose or a, 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 specific way that we were were meant to share our our specific gifts and the world needs us to share them and a way in which we sort of like meet us in life meets in the middle uh and you know sharing our gift expressing our authentic self in the moment um and so that's kind of stuff like that Uh um is that is that you know maybe am i far am i off the mark or uh I guess you tell me what integral leadership is from your experience. I think you're right on track. I mean, when I think of, when I hear the word integral leadership, I go back 20 years when I was studying with Ken Wilber. So there's like a Mm. whole body of work Mm -hmm. on integral leadership, which is, you know, very beautiful quadrant and a whole methodology. Right. Right. But when I use the word integrated leadership, it's like, or integral, it's, it doesn't really have, it's, it's more of like the grassroots of what you're describing where I really feel like everyone is a leader based on how we show up for whatever we're doing, the kind of consciousness we bring, the presence we bring or don't bring for that matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the path of integral integration, whether whatever type of leader we are, is really, a, I feel like it is about what you said. It's about mm-hmm. accessing our gifts, like really mm-hmm. bringing, going deep in, trusting that the disruptions the sacred disruptions is what i call them Mm. like these obstacles Mm -hmm. in our lives are actually the one things that are calling us to wake up Mm -hmm. and that the integration for me has been 
so much about going into the places where there's shadow, where there's unseen mm. parts of myself or places that I disown, places I have shame around, where mm. actually touching in and accessing those, and I know you know this from working on people's bodies, liberates so much energy mm-hmm. in the body right. and then in the psyche and then in the world. Mm-hmm. And so integral leadership or integrated leadership for me is about really calling, like befriending these exiled parts of ourselves mm. home. Mm-hmm. To, to calling in the parts that really we have the most shame and self-regression towards, whether that's internally or whether that's projected externally. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's yeah. one wave of definition. Yeah, go right. ahead. Sure. There's a, yeah, <laughs> a number, like you said, like I'm discovering a number of angles that this yes. can be approached from and a number of models and people that sort of come from, you know, come to the same place but um i mean and there's a lot in what you said there i mean shadow that's an important Mm -hmm. concept it seems and um again something that i discover that you would you call it sacred uh disruptor sacred disruptors how the, the sacred disruptors on some level like maybe they create the 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 energy that's tied up in the sacred disruptors the energy that's tied up in the problems or the pain or whatever the in the i don't know the impasse in us somehow is the energy that's required also to if you can tap into it it also is like mm-hmm. the energy that solves the problem or that 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 we need to evolve to the yeah. next stage yeah that that's kind of something that i have been chewing on and kind of like trying to explain let me check it out because it feels like what you're saying is there's actually inside of that compression point whatever mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. that actually the key to unlocking it is in there yeah is that what you're saying right well yes yes uh you know like you mentioned like shadow like so shadow you know, that whatever, however, whatever the definition of that is repressed parts that we've repressed or parts that we haven't integrated or parts of ourselves that we're pushing away. But in that there's some way in which we, you know, are pushing them away or, and yeah. there's a, and so there's like a, a tension there that gets created because that's, that's part of ourselves. And so there's mm-hmm. this tension that gets created there. And in that tension, um, yeah, by going towards the shadow or looking at the shadow, it liberates that tension. And that tension is like the energy that kind of like, you can like surf that then it's, you know, surf it towards your evolution or, or it kind of like informs if you're in tune with it and let it influence you, it kind of informs the present moment, but informs your life, that energy that's bound up in the, the polarity, which Mm -hmm. once, once released, Anyway, that yeah. does that ring a bell? It or? reminds me. Yeah, like when you say that, it actually takes me back to years ago when I did somatic experiencing training, and they did this visual of like taking a uh, like a, a beach ball actually, and imagining like putting that underwater, and how much energy it requires right. to hold that underwater. There you go. Yeah. And it's like when there's these parts that we're not willing to look at, it does take a lot of energy because mm-hmm. then we have all these strategies. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm going to mm-hmm. manipulate here and I'm going mm-hmm. to covertly do this thing here. And then I'm mm-hmm. going to da da da. And so when we're willing to look and be with, which is very hard to do, like mm-hmm. turning towards 
our pain or turning towards these parts mm -hmm. takes so much courage. Mm -hmm. But I think to your point, then the ball gets released and there's all this new energy. Right. But the pathway to do that, you know, it's a journey to actually say yes. And sometimes we don't have a choice. I mean, we always have a choice, right. but these disruptors are the calls to look. To Just engage. like that. That's a great analogy. I hadn't, uh, I'm going to use that if you don't mind, but uh, yeah, uh, because there's always this, there's always like pressure. It kind of like uh, yeah. kind of walling these parts of ourselves off or sticking, tuck, keeping the shadow tucked away. It goes against the nature of nature in some way. There's like always this pressure to sort of bring it totally. to the surface. And um, life is always kind of like trying to bring it to the surface. And so, so it takes all this energy. Like you were just saying, it takes all this energy to like keep trying to keep the ball under the water yeah 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 all mm -hmm. these innocent like self-images it's like oh i'm gonna be polite or i'm gonna be a people pleaser i'm gonna be a dominator or whatever that is that keeps that vulnerability or whatever mm -hmm. that piece is tucked away it takes energy yeah right yeah yeah and and your experience like how does that show up how does that energy how does if if we're using all this energy to sort of like keep parts of ourselves at bay like that in your experience mm -hmm. like how does that how does that show up how does it yeah i mean does it come to the surface as you know problems or health issues or what in your experience yeah i mean many different directions so mm -hmm. like like with your work you can come up in the physical like i've had a lot of that myself like chronic mm -hmm. pain injury I, what I see a lot, particularly in the corporate world, is it comes up in these repeating cycles, like these relationship dynamics that are happening mm. at home and are happening at work, and the same thing looks different. So a lot of repetition compulsion where we keep generating the same experience over and over again. Mm -hmm. I think it also can come up, um, you know, just in our own, like if we have these patterns of, let's say, we really want to bring our work into the world or we want to tap in through your work to our soul and we want to bring our gifts into the world. But there's these limiting thoughts or beliefs that we have mm. about our ability to be seen or our ability to take up space or whatever that might be. It's another way that it could present is like, we have all this life force. We have all this desire to bring ourselves forward, but there's these unseen veils mm. that stop us and they have a content sometimes that look like, procrastination or mm. accidents or you know things that right. keep veering us off mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so if they're so unconscious like that like how how can we expect i mean it seems like <laughs> something that you can't do on your own necessarily like you can't <laughs> can't fight your way out of your own you know your own paper bag exactly sort of thing yeah so how do we discover we need, what they are we need Go ahead you need help somehow. It. Yes. Yeah. 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 Whether that's life doing it, like life presenting us with a really mm -hmm. big challenge, or that's coming to see someone like you mm -hmm. getting on the table and having someone start to open up these places you open that then new thought, new thoughts and mm -hmm. awarenesses start to arise. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, show us, oh, I really need to look at this. Mm -hmm. Or you, I mean, so sounds like you work with individuals on some level, but we were talking about, we started talking about like the corporate world and executives, yeah. you're an integral yeah. leadership coach for executives. And so how does it, um, yeah. Can you tell me about that? How that works mm -hmm. in the, yeah. how, for executives or, or people in the corporate world? 
yeah definitely because this is some well, woo-woo, I... this is some woo woo stuff kind of we're talking about here and the like the corporate world <laughs> seems like kind of all you know ties and buttoned up and, buttoned up and uh <laughs> i don't know like i don't work with athletes for instance a lot because athletes kind of like in general want to like patch things up to get back in the game and i kind of see like yeah. maybe the you know corporate world like that i want to do what's just gonna improve the bottom line and like top down maybe power and just do this mm -hmm. and you know i don't see them getting all spiritual about about yeah. about it <laughs> yeah i mean you're right there's a majority there is a huge population that doesn't but then there mm -hmm. is an enormous population of people Mm -hmm. that are waking up that just happen to be in business mm -hmm. positions a lot of entrepreneurs i'm finding the web3 world is like booming with these millennials that are just mm. so awake and they're so hungry to like really dial in to accessing their own deep wisdom and they know they have to clear all this stuff they're working on ancestral stuff mm. and like to back to mm. the corporate question which i think is where you were going I work with individuals, I work with teams, I work with organizations on their culture. But the main thing that feels like when there's leadership that's really willing to own, really, they want, they, these people want to evolve and they're really willing to create an environment where you're actually authentically sharing what's happening. You're, you, there's no managing, there's like managing up now, there's mm -hmm. no power over in these systems. Mm -hmm. There's this quality of like, actually, if this is a problem for you, it's a problem for mm -hmm. the whole system. So how do we resolve this together? Mm -hmm. Kind of like back to some indigenous roots. Mm -hmm. So there are leaders mm -hmm. out there that are actually know that you cannot create and manifest or innovate. I mean, we mm -hmm. certainly can innovate from a denser power over structure. Mm -hmm. But there are many people that realize when you catalyze a group of people and they all feel cared for and heard, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there is a fire of energy that can mm -hmm. actually innovate and bring mm -hmm. new ideas and concepts to the fore mm -hmm. and also people just perform better mm -hmm. and so people are yeah. seeing that and i would say the inroad for me was probably about 10 years ago when i started teaching about fight flight or freeze and mm -hmm. i started teaching about mindfulness and people were like you know i was like the granola girl from boulder that's the one <laughs> client in dc called me <laughs> they're like oh here she comes again but there was something about that movement that i think changed leaders realizing like oh we can bring this stuff here because a lot of leaders now will be going off and doing ayahuasca they know that the mm. medicine and mm. psychedelics are opening their consciousness mm. but they haven't known how to bring it into an organization mm -hmm. and that's where i come in is partnering with them and mm. helping them create mm -hmm. the pathway right. where maybe the 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 early adopters are are um the ones forerunning it but then there's people coming along once uh. they realize there's a pathway for them that sounds awesome. I mean, is there is there some example of a, I don't know, a corporation or wherever where that's sort of like where that's that idea has kind of bled all the way through it? Yeah. Yeah, that, there's that, actually that I would know or that listeners would know. Oh, well, I wouldn't be able to disclose. Oh, too much. Top, yeah, just for secret. confidentiality. Yeah, sure, because I would sure. have to give detail, but you'd have to kill um, me. Yeah. I have, I've been, <laughs> or, and all, the, all your listeners, yeah. that'd be hard to track down. <laughs> I, um, there are a number, I will say this, there's a fire that's been lit and they, and I have seen it go down pathways, like all the way to the full team where everyone is still on their own trajectory, but there's a shared reality that 
no, we're going to actually share impact. When you do something, we're going to share impact and we're going to work with our own shadow and our own project projection. Like people are doing that in the workplace at an interpersonal level, which is really where so much of the trauma and so much energy does get locked in, mm -hmm. in our interpersonal relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, that seems like corporations, they just have so much power. So in, yeah. in, our, in our world these days, so I mean, exactly. that sounds like that would be a really good thing if that, if uh, that grows sort of like through these, yeah. these corporations. Yeah. Yeah. There's a tool that I use that's been so helpful. It's called the Leadership Circle Profile. It's a 360 assessment. And it's really cool because it actually, they are helping frame this language. So the tool itself is like 360 and the bottom half of the tool indicates where we're rea most reactive. So it'll show mm -hmm. the exact traits, like maybe we're a people pleaser, maybe we mm -hmm. have this autocratic nature. Mm -hmm. And so we'll highlight those as opportunities to just become more aware. Mm -hmm. And then the top is our creative, which is another way mm -hmm. to say how we're bringing our own um, ability to problem solve and to be mm -hmm. to to actually increase our frequency so we're not just in a reactive mm -hmm. mode, we're in a creative mode. Mm -hmm. And then once leaders are operating in that and they're more aware of their shadows in the reactive mm -hmm. and they're even more aware right. of their shadows in the creative where like they're really good at mentoring, but they don't see that or they're not right. leveraging that. Then there's a whole integral piece that comes next. And that's where they start to move into. And this is really fun coaching clients mm -hmm. like in cultures around this is they start to move into, well, who are we beyond these identities? Because the reactive and the creative are all forms of ident identities. It's like, oh, I'm a really good mentor or, mm. oh, I'm really good at strategic thinking. Mm. And while all of those are beautiful traits, there's a way that we can get identified with any of them. Mm. And so the integral is then to move into who am I when I'm in this stillness of presence? Like what comes through me? Mm. What skill set do I mm. bring and what particular moment? And how do I empty out enough? Mm -hmm. so that I actually just become the, the vessel of wisdom. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of what the leadership work, I'm doing this with my hands because it's like coming up and starting to work in this realm of integral is really working in the realm of the unknown mm -hmm. because that requires you to not even know who you are. If you go to a board meeting or you go somewhere, I remember, right. I remember practicing this as a consultant and going to DC, it was probably, it's been over 10 years. And I was in a boardroom of all men and I didn't know that they had a consultant there that they'd been working with for like 20 years and they wanted to fire him and bring me in. Mm. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And so I was in this really like tense room mm -hmm. and I was calling on that practice. of like, if I'm not going to go to reactive, how do I stay really still? Cause I know this guy is like burning holes for me as he's looking <laughs> at me right now and he wants to like, you know, he's challenging all my credibility at lunch. And I was just watching the whole thing. Mm. I finally got what was happening. Mm -hmm. But I, I just kept dropping into really like into my pelvis, into my root. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, just get, go into this presence mm -hmm. here. And from there, I just found myself speaking things that were not defensive, mm -hmm. but they were also like letting, like energetically taking up my space. And as a woman in that mm -hmm. field, it was kind of without becoming more dominant, like everyone mm -hmm. else in the room, I became softer, but I also mm -hmm. had power because I was mm -hmm. coming from this empty place. Mm. So that practice has been really powerful for me. And that's what I love teaching and, and helping. I don't even have to teach. That's not even the mm -hmm. right word. 
Right. It's like helping draw that out of people, right. the confidence to know that if you just slow down, mm -hmm. you actually will know what to say and do. Mm. Yeah, that but that's a huge uh that's a huge leap to make for most most people in the world. I mean, we're so addicted to our thinking intelligence and totally doing what you're talking about sounds like sounds pretty scary. It is scary. It is scary. But here's what's cool is when you do it in a group, like we could say Sangha and a spiritual, mm. but if you do it in a team, like mm. executive teams that are all on mm -hmm. board for this mm. and they all know that this is what they're practicing. There's a reverence for how hard it is, but there's mm. also a reverence for what is transpiring mm -hmm. when one of them is willing to take the risk. So it's very, very evolutionary. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. If it's in the, the sort of taking advantage of the entrainment phenomenon, if it was in it. A, a group of people, um, yeah. it would fill the field, make it easier for the next exactly. person to do it. Did you get this job you were talking about where you were in this boardroom? I did. <laughs> I, did. <laughs> I did. Cool. No, it's quite a journey. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, so I guess uh, moving, I'm moving away from the, that. I mean, mm -hmm. you work with individuals though too, right? Like, I do. is it more of a, yeah. I don't know, more of a therapeutic or individual, regular, regular folks, civilian, <laughs> civilians, the civilian yeah, population? Yeah, non-corporate. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I've been, um, I've been bringing in this other body of work that came through a couple of years. I'm still kind of massaging it into form, but it's called the power reclamation system. Mm -hmm. And actually the reason that it came into form is because I had this awakening, um, it was 2016, where I, I just knew I had to go do something more. Mm. So I ended up in sex and relationship school, which is mm. so counter, you know, like mm. corporate mm. sex, like what? <laughs> but honestly, half of, half, maybe more than half of my clients, we talk about their sex lives because they have mm. so much of that mm. energy, like mm -hmm. tamped down and they mm -hmm. can't get in their creative and they don't know how to mm. be in their desire and it's showing up at Shows work. Up there. And so, yeah. Yeah. So I ended up doing that. And I, then I ended up in like creating this power reclamation system, which mm -hmm. has six gateways and there's mm -hmm. six different gateways to come into wholeness. Like, you know, the first one is centering power. So mm -hmm. how is it that we find our ground, our seat, mm -hmm. no matter how much chaos is going on? Mm -hmm. The second one is relational power, which is like, how do we, how do we bring our vulnerability? How do we share about impact? How do we, how do we create a relationship with ourselves that has security and safety inside of it. The third one is self-acceptance power, which is so much about accessing our conditioning, our trauma, and learning how to befriend all of that. Mm. And the next one is wild power, which is more about dismantling domestication, like so much of what we've learned culturally, so much mm. we've learned about, you know, mm. who we're supposed to be in right. order to fit into the society. Those background rules that were and then all... the intuitive power. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the rules. Exactly. Right. Um, and then there's intuitive power and then there's in, oh, no problem, erotic power. Mm. And all of those have amazing gifts and shadows in them. So when mm -hmm. I work with individuals, we will go through a process. Some, some of us go through the entire thing, but usually somebody knows like, yeah, I'm giving my power away here. Or, you know, I, I feel like you know, a lot of young mothers that I've been working with, they have, they have a lot of conflict with the Western medical system of, of how they want to um, 
support the person giving birth and like, I don't want antibiotics. I don't want this. I don't want that. And so like Mm -hmm. in the wild power, there's something about speaking up, even when the whole staff has been kind of dominating and telling the one, my client that, you know, she shouldn't take that path. So there's all different ways to enter. But I feel like the point of me bringing this up is to say, that's how I work with individuals as well. Like Mm -hmm. I'll do the strategic coaching culture change, but I also do this very deep integrative shadow work. The places that no one wants to go is where I like to go. It's like I have had such a dark passage in most of my life, like lots of early trauma, that I feel like I have this fearlessness and I have this longing to help people touch into the places where they hold the most shame and they hold the most sense of self-hatred even or self-aggression. That's where those gateways are that we talked about earlier. So I do that work as well. Thank God there are people out there who, like you, who can hold mm-hmm. that stuff because those are all the things that, you know, people want to isolate themselves around. The last thing, you, last thing you want to do is share it with someone. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because there's so much shame there. Exactly. Yeah. And you're saying, yeah. yeah, but it sounds like you can help people hold that, which is, yeah. thank God. And also I have these groups that I'm gathering now mm. and they hold each other. So there's a, there's actually groups of people that are starting to, to form where when we have these, and I actually have a free one every month, it's called the Power Reclamation Collective. And we never know what we're going to talk about, but usually it's something that comes through a topic mm-hmm. or something um, that I'm working with. And then watching the group like empower each other, or reflect back and mm-hmm. courageously go to these dark places mm-hmm. and someone else sees like, oh, you're working mm-hmm. with that? And mm-hmm. the shame, right. I think like right. you were saying, it's like sharing it is part of how we break the cycle of the shame and Mm -hmm. liberate the energy to start doing the work right yeah when people can see i mean yeah there were just all people are you know my clients often uh you know yeah we're just all walking around in our own little worlds on some level and you see someone and you just we we can tend to automatically think oh they got there they totally have their shit shit together they they totally look how they're presenting themselves. They look awesome. Or you, you know, or, or the way we present ourselves on Facebook, it's like really easy to sort of yeah. compare, compare your or social media in general, compare yourself to, um, you know, other people, you know, project uh, onto other people that they got, they got things, you know, they got, they got it together. Uh, and yeah. Um, but you know, I always often say to my clients, you know, when they bring that up, like when they compare themselves to some, like, you know, the people that we pass on the street, like you have no idea the pain or whatever that they might be, might be dealing with. So yeah, when we can, when people get in a group and start to see like, oh, they're dealing with that too, or they're dealing. Yeah. That's a huge, a a huge, um, life changer. I think so too. There's something about that shared humanity. Mm-hmm. It's like when we know, you know, when I think about loneliness, I think of the loneliest thing is to feel like we're the only mm-hmm. one going through hardship, mm-hmm. whatever that is in the moment. <laughs> and like to realize kinda, somebody else is too. That just strikes me as ins- insanity all of a sudden. <laughs> of course, there's like millions, billions of people on the planet who are just like going through all of them going through hard stuff, you know? But like you said, you're not going to see it walking down the street necessarily. Mm -hmm. And definitely social media has a capacity to sort of cover that up. And 
build a fantasy mm-hmm. world, which I think creates more division, to be honest. I feel like mm-hmm. that kind of sharing or like packaging oneself in a certain way, intentional or not intentional, mm-hmm. even just projecting onto people creates sort of a fantasy of like, oh, but I'm not there. But we don't even know if those people that are being presented that way are there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a tricky part of mm-hmm. where there can be more division and through mm-hmm. the fantasy of right. these personas. So I, like I'm maybe this is me getting off the subject. I don't know, but it just came to me like we're, as we're talking about that, like then what do you think about the metaverse? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like that's big in the corporate world, like back to the corporate thing, I guess we're going back to that, but you know, like corporations are like spending billions of dollars to buy real estate and do things in the metaverse right now. Um, uh, do you have anything to say about that? I don't even know what question to ask about that, but. Yeah, well, if it what it strikes for me is actually, I was doing some consulting for two startups in mm-hmm. the Web3 world. And you said and that so before, and I, is, I don't know what that is. Okay, so some might call that the metaverse. Okay. And so there's lots of different language. So, but Web3, basically, you know, the first web was Web0, we could call oh, it, was right. just basic, you know, website. The new we iteration. Like email, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Web, web2, or mm-hmm. I guess it was web web. Web two is is basically what's happening now, what's happening where now, a right? lot of our information what is we're being all familiar with shared. Right now. Yeah, but the under the undercurrent is that if you've seen Social Dilemma on on Netflix, basically the undercurrent is that all of our all of our data is being sold, and we're and artificial intelligence is tracking you know mm-hmm. our psychology, and then it's feeding us mm-hmm. with ads, and it's feeding us with mm-hmm. to get us addicted to this device mm-hmm. and to buying things and whatever else. Mm-hmm. Web3 is this whole new movement in which blockchain is basically the infrastructure right. economically. Right. And now there's a way that you can vote for what it is that you really care for. And it's you're, you're basically, there's a, there, it's a more private way. You're not mm. going to be tracked. It's a more private way okay. to both keep your assets mm-hmm. and everything else. So it's a mindset also of like, we don't want to be this, you know, the mindset of Web3 is we don't want to be under control by another institution anymore or people tracking our, we want freedom. And so there's a whole other infrastructure. And that's what I thought you meant by metaverse, because there's a beautiful group of people all over that are building a new reality or a new world there, which, you know, is a big topic. Right, right. That's a bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. And again, I hope we're not getting off the subject, but I just, what comes to me is um, an interesting interplay between uh, like on some level, you know, I think like Facebook and all of the around our, you know, the big issues around privacy of information and all that. But like, we were just talking about like one of the things that's necessary to sort of evolve forward or move forward is to, is for there to be more uh, exchange for people to know that other people are what other the hard things that other people are dealing yeah. with for there to be more yeah. of them each other exposed and so um yeah. uh i don't know so it's just an interesting uh, uh yeah i just think in a world where in a totally integrated world we would all sort of like feel each other's you know, feel each other. Yeah. And know and know. So yeah, I'm formulating a, a thought there as we in the in real time there. So it's not totally clear, but does that well, it's like we make you think of anything? Or... 
yeah or we'd I mean, know we'd know that, each other on a some deeper level you know yeah and i think the shift of what you're talking about is we don't want to get we don't want to lose the community building of being able to find each other but we also like the whole kind of underbelly if we're talking about power over from a system perspective is the fact that our information our privacy is being shared with others like for example yeah i was on a dating site and this person and I ended up like texting, um, mm-hmm. giving each other our text. And then all of a sudden this person's being re- like, a re- like given a request for me to friend him on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's only happened because we exchanged in our phone mm-hmm. and it's creepy. It's like, mm-hmm. but to your point, we still need, there's like, that's the shadow, but mm-hmm. we still need the place right. where we can come together and, and build community without feeling mm-hmm. like, we're losing our rights and people are surveying right. every move we're making. Right. And then Probably. selling us things based on sure. that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that is a different thing than the, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is, uh, is, a, is an integrated person, is that possible? I mean, um, mm-hmm. it sounds like there's just like so many, I don't know, thousands of parts, thousands of different ways we fragmented ourselves. Yeah. Like, and we're talking about integrating them all. I mean, it's hard enough. I don't know, just like getting on the same page to like schedule. It's like, I don't know, just think schedule a, a Zoom meeting or like <laughs> you talk about board, you talk about board meetings or whatever. It's like, it's like we have the boardroom inside of us, a thousand different board members at the table and we're trying to mm-hmm. get them all on the same page. I, I, yeah. Is it possible to sort of, is an integrated person possible? I think that it's a really, I think it's almost like, you know, how the universe is just always expanding. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's, that's my sense about mm. integration as a human being is that it's mm. really the journey. Mm. I do think there's like core. It's an ever evolving and ever, uh, ever, yes. ever evolving and um, ever um, refining process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really do. I think. I do think that there's core material that mm-hmm. we all, and you probably see this in your work, that, that each of us works through in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And those are pretty big wins when mm-hmm. we can actually integrate those parts mm-hmm. back. Like whatever those storylines are about patterns of betrayal or patterns of whatever. But I also think that we're so infinite in the way of like, we don't even know how expansive we can really be in these bodies. But I do think that when the heart can open towards the darkest parts of self, whether that's in me or towards a part of you, mm-hmm. there is there is such a deep integration and expansion mm-hmm. that happens at the same time, but then there's probably more mm-hmm. to right. be witness to. So there's there's some infinite, infinite possibilities there, but then there's always a few big, big ones. <laughs> that if we, that way, that if, we, if we work on those, it's going to be very impactful. Sounds like yeah, there'll, there'll be a lot of energy that mm-hmm. comes back in just to settle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like going back to that ball metaphor, yeah. it's like whew, now that energy can be yeah. used to generate things, yeah. generate peace and love and contentment. And those are generally even the when ones, there's chaos, right? I was gonna say those are generally the ones that'll be kind of hitting us over the head, um, yeah. in our lives. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. and. Is it um, is it a, a sort of uh, you know some people 
is it like a linear process do you are you like evolve 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 mm -hmm. integrated enlightened or whatever and that's it or you know i get the sense it's mm -hmm. not linear it's not linear yeah i don't perceive it to be linear. it's like it's like having no. covid it's not linear oh right <laughs> it's yeah, like getting better right. it's like re right. recovering from covid <laughs> yeah exactly i was with a, a a woman who does these thought songs and i did one with her a couple weeks ago and she she just held this beautiful frame she was saying you know enlightenment is when we actually start to discover these things we start to discover what's just not true about who we yeah. are Right. It's great. It's a beautiful place to arrive, mm -hmm. but that's not the end point. Mm -hmm. She says the next point is the enlivenment. It's like mm -hmm. all the ways that we can then live in pleasure and joy and love and connection and be aware of these other parts that try to derail that. I think mm -hmm. of integral as, you know, once we discover the pathway to bringing more parts of ourselves home, it's just naturally what we want to do. Mm -hmm. And, and it's circuitous. It is not linear at all. Right. right. Yeah. And so, I think the material that we need shows up in our lives as the obstacles, mm. as the challenges, as the yeah. pain. Right. You know, if we're really wanting to work something through, our body, our being will show it to us. She can just kind of trust what's showing up in in the present moment without having to feel like you're on a yeah. without you know this stage, that stage, the next stage, uh, ticking off the boxes or whatever. It's like whatever's whatever's in your face in the moment. That's yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, that's I feel like yeah, that's, we don't have to go chasing it. Right. Well, that feels kind of complete as far as our uh, our interview here. I know is there anything else mm -hmm. that we didn't touch on that you feel like is important or that you want people to know? Um, yeah. Was there anything that's mm -hmm. just sort of like you were itching to itching to let people know about that we didn't talk about? <laughs> Maybe there's a lot of that. I don't know. Yeah, no, the only thing, there was something that was coming up earlier, which was that I'm finding like in terms of integral or integrating is that the most powerful way to ourselves in some way or feeling judgment or comparing, the moment of integration is actually just allowing, like seeing that happening. Mm. And even if we're judging ourselves, being like, God, now I'm judging myself. Wow, look at that. So mm -hmm. in integral is really like the expansion of our inner, inner witness and being able mm -hmm. to hold those moments. And so mm -hmm. I think we're integrating all the time, moment to moment, based on how we're responding to our conditioning. So right. That's the only thing I wanted to add. Okay. Any, uh, again, events or, um, you know, again, programs or things that you want to mention or remind people about? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's the Power Reclamation Collective, which is once a month on the second Tuesday, and it's free, it's 90 minutes, sort of open with a meditation, a somatic exercise, mm -hmm. and then we just kind of open it up to the group kind of collective wisdom. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be offering um, a 30-day meditation group called Traversing the Initiate's Path again in the fall. And I'll be offering um, a meditation soul program coming up again as well so those are coming back around soon okay great yeah you're freezing up on me here at the very end so i hope i hope we're still here can you hear me we got audio okay, okay. we're still there yeah i can hear you okay good yeah 
just in time, I think. Okay. Um, well, thanks, yeah. Anne-Marie Marone, for um, having this conversation with me. really appreciate it. And it's just good to see you. Good to see your face and hear your voice again. You too. And Thanks for having me. If anyone's yeah. interested in um, in um, manifesting their their uh, ability to to lead from an authentic place in the world, look up Anne Marie. Thanks, Anne Marie. And uh, if anyone wants to check out my book again, www.biosolintegration.com. Dot com. You can get it there, get the first chapter for free and check that out there. And um, thanks for watching and listening. And uh, I look forward to helping you express more life. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the BioSoul Integration Podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on my BioSoul Integration YouTube channel. You can also find me on the web at BioSoulIntegration.com. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to helping you express more life. Have a great day.